Welcome to the first ever episode of the Common Grounds podcast. On today's episode, we will be looking at our last six months of being in lockdown and how COVID has affected us all. We hope you enjoy. Well, hello and welcome to the Common Grounds podcast. Uh, I am Amy. We have Sophie with us as well. Hello. And Vanessa. Hi. So we are just three girls that met at Bible College and we decided that we wanted to meet together to talk about different things in life. And uh, so today is our intro episode, I guess we could call it. Um, But we're just going to talk about what has been happening in our lives, what's been going on with COVID and also all things Jesus. So how has COVID been for everyone? Um, Do you know what? It's been a bit of a whirlwind, I'll be honest. Um, I think at first I really enjoyed it because I got to have a break and I wasn't, you know, out of my house all the time. And it was just nice to just be at home and be working from home and working at a slower pace. Um, And for people who know me really well, I am an introvert at heart and it doesn't always come across. So I was loving it the first couple of weeks just being at home um but obviously you know things got harder um you know trying to not be on social media so much trying to keep up with work trying to balance all of that stuff and then obviously all the black lives matter stuff kind of blew up so it was it was a really rough couple of weeks but i feel like i'm getting back into it now um and i feel like it's getting a little bit easier to manage if i'm honest how have you um kind of found church in your role at church like throughout that period of time like um has it been the same like in terms of like up and down have you felt Mm. like you've like handled it well like what what kind of has been your experience as like a youth pastor and Mm. you know trying to engage kids or like how it's just generally how it's been for you Mm. um do you know what I'm just gonna be really honest I it was really difficult um doing work and doing everything else at the same time and um I definitely went through a couple of months where I really fell out of love with my job and I fell out of love with church and everything just became a chore and it was really like there were definitely days where I couldn't even pray like I just felt so distant from what we believe about Jesus, what we believe about God. And it wasn't even that I stopped believing that God was good. I I don't, I think once you encounter that truth, you can never unlearn it. Like it's no matter how upset you are with God, no matter how upset you are with people who also believe in God, you can't bring yourself to unlearn that truth, but that just, that just becomes this space between what you believe and how you feel. Um, And I definitely went through a couple of months where I was just doing things on autopilot. Like I would show up on a Sunday, obviously you're showing up on Zoom, but you know, you're showing up on a Sunday and you're saying all of these things and you're you're planning out what you're saying and you're doing all the right things, but it's, you're kind of programming yourself to do it. It's not coming from a place of, oh my gosh, I just, I'm so in love with Jesus right now. And this, like, this is coming from an outflow and, um, and then you feel guilty for feeling like that. And then you feel bad for being on autopilot. And it kind of begins the cycle of 
just feeling guilty and bad and guilty and bad. And I think um, like I was just really thankful for my friendships during that point. Um, my friends were really amazing. Um, my husband was amazing. Like he would call me and he would just, we weren't married at that point, but he would call me and he would pray for me every day because he knew that I couldn't pray, but he was like, it's important to pray Vanessa. And he would call me and we would pray, he would pray. And we just did that for a couple of weeks. Um, and now I'm, I'm kind of getting back into things and I'm getting back to a place where I'm enjoying reading my Bible again. I'm enjoying worshipping. I'm enjoying all of those things. Um, but I'm also thankful for that period and just realising that there are always going to be mountain and valleys. And just because you feel like that doesn't mean that you're not a Christian, doesn't mean that you don't believe in Jesus or you're not saved. We just all go through those phases and that's perfectly fine. And God is so faithful during that, during that phase. And he is so loving during it. And you come out the side and you're like even more in love with Jesus. Cause you're like, how could you have loved me so much during that? How could you have held me when I didn't even want to talk to you? And here you were like showing up every day and helping me. Um, so yeah, did that answer your question? I feel like I went on a bit of a tangent. <laughs> Actually, I have a, like, if you don't mind, like I have another question really like, out of interest, like when you felt like that, and that, mm. especially in the heaviness of, of that period of time, did you feel like you had the space to like openly talk about it? I, I don't mean like talk about it with everyone um, necessarily, but I sometimes feel like that when you are going through those kind of seasons, it is difficult to kind of tell people because they automatically assume, oh, well, you're, you must be having a crisis of faith or they use mm-hmm. these like um, very like isolating and oh, that, that person's now on the fringes of church because they're not doing this. And there's not always um, kind of like the space and acceptance to, to doubt or to struggle or to wrestle um, with, with some of that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I just want to know, like, did, did you feel like that in your, in your church setting? Like, did you feel like you could only share those kind of things with your most close people in, in, in mm-hmm. you know, who you normally are vulnerable with? Um, I think being in ministry full time, you definitely feel a pressure. So I, I didn't feel like I could just be like, I'm having a really rubbish time right now. And I don't want to be with Jesus. And I don't want to stand here and sing worship songs. And this is the last place I want to be. Um, so you kind of have to put on a facade and I I think it's such a shame that we have to do that like I think it if we're gonna be people who are for Jesus and love Jesus that needs to be in all its spectrum and in any relationship you have days where you are absolutely in love with that person and you are like you just want to be around them and you just want to be with them whether it being platonic or romantic and there are days where you're like I just need a I just need a day from you right now and I I think the reason sometimes I think about people who I've known who've gone away from church and I think maybe they would have stayed if they had the space to just verbalize how they were feeling and to know that that's not a bad thing yeah and um I I listen a lot to um hip-hop and there are a lot of Christian hip-hop artists that I listen to and um, I don't know if you guys know Andy Minio, love him. Um, so if you ever listen to this, Andy, you saved me. But um, <laughs> he, did a, he did an album, like, I just, oh, I, I'm literally obsessed with him. But I've just found that 
as long as I've been a Christian, every time he's put he's put out an album, it it's been so similar to what I was going through at that point. And it's just been I've just been listening to it on repeat, and it's kind of like revived me. And there was an album that he did where it came out of him being depressed and him nearly quitting music and um, just listening to it, like listening to him saying like, I really fell out of love with God. I really felt like I was losing my mind. I felt like I was losing my faith and I was going through this period where it was really, really difficult. And there's a snippet of, I think it's a sermon and this, and this woman is talking about, you know, when you are angry with God or when you feel like you're far from God, that's, that's the time where almost you're, the closest to God because you can't be angry and you can't fall out with someone that isn't there. So the fact that you feel all those emotions are even more evidence that God is real and God is someone who is close to us. And I am really thankful for my friendship group. Like I was able to put in our, you know, Amy Lee and I have the same group chat and we were able to, I was able to put stuff in the group chat, like guys, I'm really struggling today. Like I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do anything. And they were able to like encourage me, and the same with my husband, but it definitely wasn't something that I could just say, you know, to, to church. I couldn't say that to my lead pastor, like, oh, guess what, pastor? Like, I don't want to be around Jesus right now because I feel like it just would have started a bunch of problems that didn't need to happen. Um, and I just hope that, you know, in 10, 15, 20 years, that when we have children and our children grow up in church, that they'll have more of a space to just be completely open with their emotions and their feelings. And that doesn't mean that we set a culture of um, constantly falling in and out of them with Jesus, but just the culture where we're completely, you know, open and honest about what we're doing, where we are and how we're feeling. And the fact that all of those emotions make us better Christians, they make us better Jesus followers, they make us more relatable to people who don't know Jesus yet um because if I'm just going around all the time being like life is good Jesus is good everything's amazing like it's like no, nothing is amazing all the time and I'm just lying to myself and that's not attractive like um if I wasn't a Christian seeing someone who's like constantly happy constantly on turn like never has a bad day is not an attractive quality like you want someone who you see them going through stuff and they're able to handle it well. That's what's attractive. That is what draws you into Jesus. The fact that he can hold us through our storms, not the fact that we're having sunshine every single day, you know? Fire. Mm. <laughs> Thanks, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you guys? What, what are some stuff that you feel like you've learned during this very strange season? Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I could go on and on about the different things <laughs> that I've learned. <laughs> I think there's been a lot. Um, for me, you know, this period of time has been particularly difficult, like um, more difficult than I was kind of expecting. I think to begin with, I was like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, it'll be fine. You know, we get to be at home. I get to spend more time with Gareth. And I didn't quite realize the kind of impact that kind of COVID and the lockdown would have on me, like in terms of relationally, in terms of how I feel about church, um, how I feel about God. 
and there's lots of stuff that have that's come up and I think a part of that is because I kind of learned that I've been bottling a lot of stuff for a very long time a lot of things that had been stirring in my heart and I'd like shoved it down and shoved it down because I didn't have the time like I was at Bible college or I was getting married or I was moving or I'd had all of this change and so what this time has done is given me the space to actually process a lot of stuff that has happened whether that's almost like repressed trauma as well as um the things that I felt for a long time that God had been like whispering to me or speaking to me or how I, you know, church has been a real, real big thing. Um, and, and yeah, and, and my mental health essentially has just, uh, everything kind of just like was exacerbated by lockdown and my mental health has just been really, really bad. And I, didn't you know I think I've seen and I know people who've had like mental health problems who have had anxiety depression my one of my best friends she really really struggles and so I've always been around people who had that and I've always been very like empathetic and understanding and, and and supportive but I don't think until you kind of are in that space yourself that you really understand like how some of that stuff feels and um how crippling it can be to your like every day um and the kind of like feeling of isolation it brings and um feeling like you're crazy as well like why do I feel this way and like questioning like what's triggered it and all of this stuff so um it's it's been really difficult uh in terms of like this season and COVID and but in terms of specifically like what I've personally learned is very much to do with um kind of how I speak with God how I view him like my devotional time my like all of that kind of stuff like things about church that have frustrated me or I've been like really discontent about and wanting more and searching more and really really wrestling with Jesus like that is something I've massively been doing like uh, trying to understand the why why do we do this yeah but why do we do this and similar to you kind of Vanessa like I've been through a period of time where I haven't wanted to pray and I haven't wanted to worship and I haven't wanted to like engage and I felt distanced and a lot of that has been because I'm I'm, I'm trying to ask questions that no one can seem to give me the answer to. So, and I'm kind of searching and digging and, and that's a lot of the time that I've spent over this period, like been doing and trying to relearn biblically what churches could look like, what would I want to implement and not that I'm perfect or I've got like the most amazing ideas, but things that I hold really valuable that I really feel like God holds valuable that have been a little bit lost. Um, and discipleship is a huge part of that. And I know that lots of people at the moment have been talking about that. Um, and, and yeah, so that's kind of what's I've been going on and I kind of been learning about and just as well with relationships, like for me, 
I, you know, I know that community is important. I've always known that community is important. I know that God has made us purposely for community. But what I didn't realize about myself is that I experience God in my relationships. It's a huge part of the way that I experience and I commune with God is actually through relationships with people and it's through my friendships and it's through conversation and interaction with people um, that I really, really experience God, God's love, God's like grace and faithfulness. And um, when that has been removed to an extent, I've, it's been really, really hard and I've had to like find other ways to, um, to like commune and, and and that's been really hard as well. So, but just that importance of, of relationship and, and how God really, really uses that to speak, um, has been something that I've personally learned. I've said, I realized I said hard a lot throughout this whole time it's been quite a rough time I must admit um but yeah I think that's kind of what's been going on and 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 like I said like when I asked you that question Vanessa about the space thing that's something that I've really struggled with is feeling like I can't openly say to people I'm I I don't understand this or like I'm struggling with this and people automatically assuming that I'm having this, like I said, the term I used was crisis of faith. And that automatically people are like, oh, that means you're not Christian. You're not a Christian anymore. That like you've lost your way or like all of these terms and, and they have a lot of connotations. They make you feel like you're on your own for a start, that you're the only one experiencing these questions. And I just haven't felt like I've had the space apart from really talking with some really close people and like, um, and like my husband as well, like where I've been able to honestly say some of that stuff, because some of the questions that I have are, are really for like the church and for leaders. And, but I don't feel like I have the, um, I, I don't know, authority to like ask without being made to feel like I don't know anything or, you know, and, it's just a very weird space to be when you are like wrestling with stuff and trying to really dig in deep and, um, and, you know, not agreeing with people and being like, you know, an online church has been an absolute like headache for me. Like I cannot stand it. I, I, I don't like it at all. Um, I know I have to engage with it and I should engage with it, but, man it's been a bummer like it's really sucked and just trying to put what we normally do on a Sunday and rehash it online exactly I just don't know if that is been the right way to do things necessarily and um you know this this desperation to reopen on a Sunday we have to get people back in the building we have to get people back in the building I I don't know how I feel about some of some of that stuff and some of that language and back to programs and you know events and all of this stuff like I just feel like we're we're really really missing missing out on something um I I had to listen to an Andy Stanley podcast for work a few weeks ago and he was talking about like reopening church and um kind of like restarting church etc what that looks like and instead of referring to it as like reopening 
they were like referring to it as like restarting church and they are he asked like questions like what did we do before that we don't need that we can completely get rid of what have we been doing that has been good and that we can keep implementing and then what new things do we have to do and gathering his team together and asking those questions and being like actually if we had to restart church anything's on the table like how would we rebuild it in order to in in this climate like what have we missed in for the past like five or ten years whilst we'd been doing this certain model and um so yeah so I I literally just that was just quite a brain fart really of speaking but that's the kind of stuff that I've been thinking about and wrestling with and trying to get my head around and ask questions about and um and I know that I'm not the only one who are asking those kind of questions like especially in our age group I I 18 to 35 year olds especially the 20s age group who are current young leaders who are either you know youth pastors young adults pastors even associate pastors they're asking these questions because um something has gone amiss slightly and and you know they're craving something kind of more um etc so yeah so do you feel like this whole um period of just being at home and stewing with all of those thoughts and and just sitting with all of those feelings and having nowhere to run because there's no programs to go to there's nothing you can't just pop out and get a copy of someone to hide out your feeling yeah do you feel like you have come out of that a little bit more confident to be able to ask those uncomfortable questions regardless of the response that you get or how that person might uh interpret it in a way of like oh maybe sophie's kind of black side that backsliding a little bit um where are you at with all of that yeah, I definitely think like I'm someone who's quite outspoken anyway. Um, mm. I think, but I, I do think, unfortunately, because of my husband's position in church, I felt like I haven't been able to say anything to anyone. And I think during this period of time, what it makes me, what has made me realize, like, is that I'm I'm tired of. Of feeling that way I'm exhausted I'm physically and mentally exhausted of going around in these circles and feeling like I can't ask those questions and that people are going to put labels on me if I do like I just it sounds a bit well not harsh but I just don't I don't care anymore like that's where I've come out the other side feeling like like so inspired and feeling like I want to be part of something that really changes things and feeling like things need to change that I have kind of you know respectfully been talking you know I know that I need there needs to be some (laughs) carefulness on my part because of of Gareth and not making it feel uncomfortable for him um in terms of like stirring up something to where it's like awkward but at the same time we've had conversations where he's been super encouraging and really supportive about no be bold in be bold in those questions be bold in that and actually because he feels a lot of the same as well like both of us together like really want to speak and say something so I feel coming out of that I'm way more 
wanting and open to to saying some of that stuff and not Mm -hmm. worrying about feeling like controversial or anything and the fact is is that I know that I believe in Jesus I don't it doesn't matter if anyone else thinks that they don't know my relationship with God they don't know my heart they can't be in my mind so they can say what they want and make up assumptions but actually only mm-hmm. I know where I'm at and it's just about being confident mm-hmm. in that as well like I think you know being in church for a long period of time or like growing up I didn't really grow up in church but you know my Christian life like you you do there's a lot of like habits and things that get just picked up like in it just they just do like I don't know the way you talk about things or the things you say or um and I'm just kind of done I'm just I'm just so done like all of that stuff like and it's funny because I've never really been shy before as I said to you like earlier like quite outspoken normally quite direct and I've never really been shy before like to say anything but there's just something about this situation where I feel like where I felt like I I lacked that authority but I now I've just gone to a point where I've almost gotten over that really and that yeah I just want I want more Mm -hmm. for my family my friends like for the church in general so yeah 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 those are all like definitely really um valid points because I think for a lot of us our parents and our aunts and uncles and whoever um who you know that whole generation of church there's almost this politeness that's like oh no we don't question the pastor we don't question we don't question the culture and it's like this is how things go unanswered this is how things fly under the radar because there isn't that boldness and I I think there's nothing wrong with people who ask these questions like we need those people I, I I'm not a question asker I'm not um I hate conflict I um will probably cry at the first time of conflict but those people are <laughs> those people are really important like my husband is very much like why are we doing this but why are we doing this okay but how did we come to this decision and at first that used to really get under my skin because I'd be like just let me breathe but now it's like no because you need to know why you're doing these things you need to it can't just be some pastor somewhere decided at some point that this is how we do things and 50 years down the line we're still doing the same thing and we have no idea why it's just been passed down continuously um and I'm, I'm here for it. Like tables need to be shaken. I think things have been stagnant for so long. And if Jesus wasn't afraid to flip tables, who am I to say no to shaking some? So I don't know why we like to behave as if um, asking questions and, you know, pushing back is something that is the opposite of being Christ-like when literally like anytime Jesus spoke, it was just, question after question after question and him pushing back against um you know the status quo and things that weren't necessarily biblical but had become part of culture and so it was taken as as it being biblical and somewhere along the way we kind of lose that a little bit and I think that's why I'm so excited about um you know the people who are coming after us because they're so bold in how they say things and granted there needs to be a level of tact to it but I would rather people who are 
really bold and they need to learn how to be tactful and learn how to say it with love as opposed to people who you kind of have to teach how to ask these hard questions because one is a lot better than the other for me personally just in my opinion yeah totally i totally agree um amy how has this time kind of been for you and what have you been learning and been difficult easy Hmm. well it's been uh an actually really fruitful time for me um it's sad to hear that you guys have had a, a hard time but it's clear that good stuff is coming out of that time um I'm probably one of the few people that will say that is very thankful for lockdown was thankful for that time to uh totally change up my my life my normal people know me I'm very uh <laughs> all all in um I don't know what the word rest is I am like 24 7 on the go and so for the last uh two years I've been in a full-time job I've been um going pretty ham at it as well and not really having space to breathe and trying to passively learn what rest looks like in the middle of never really choosing to actually rest properly and so being on furlough for six months uh and literally having nowhere to go and nowhere to be all of a sudden I was presented with this opportunity to learn to actually rest properly and um I want to say I've got there but I I also want to say I haven't got there either but having that forced uh, time in life that I don't think I'll ever get again and we'll never have this time again to for the whole world to stop at once and and for me being able to actually stop everything and not have to worry about responsibility in the midst of that has been a real blessing in disguise and uh, I've been doing sabbath this year so I kept my sabbath during furlough which to some people would be crazy because technically I'm on a six month Sabbath but for me even in the midst of that it's easy to to get wrapped up in like five million zoom calls that we've all been attached to and you know setting up the next program or trying to create the next best content or you know trying to engage with people in a way that is feels almost impossible because you can't physically see people um so it was easy for me to fill up my time but not necessarily easy for me to fill up with rest so keeping my Sabbath has been probably one of the best things that's come out of um, the the time of lockdown and being able to actually learn what Holy Sabbath looks like and celebrating a time with the Lord rather than just being like, oh, I'll tidy my room or, you know, I'll maybe draw a picture or, you know, there's something more sacred and something more holy within the Sabbath that's been uh, a real learning curve for me uh, during this time. But learning to rest is probably the best thing that's come out of this and my whole I'd say my whole pace my whole rhythm as a human being has slowed down dramatically I'm now like uh, a month and a half back into working again and I'm not as uh, on it or as a uh, fast pace of my job as I used to be and I'm all I'm like I'm all for it at the minute if I'm honest like I don't want to go back to that person that I was before where I was like so focused on my work that nothing would have stopped me and now it's like I'm in work and I have a slower pace I'm talking to people and giving them time and I'm like listening to customers and I'm I'm listening to my co-workers and I'm actually having time to breathe within that and not just being like what's the next job I have to do and is there somewhere I need to be is there something I need to be doing and having that slower pace has made me listen better 
and um yeah and and everything you guys have been talking about church is so amazing like you know i've personally stopped watching church you know someone especially and it's been that's been hard for me because someone who does the worship who leads my church and worship it's been really hard to have this conflict in myself of i'm serving but i don't want to even be a part of the service and that's such a horrible place to be personally because you want to give your all to your community and your church but there's also an element of you that is so disconnected from what is happening just now of the online church and and the program that we've seemed to created um around um being online again and i i totally agree that we might have hashed this out maybe a bit too quick and maybe not taking a minute to actually go like what does this actually look like biblically rather than in the world it made sense to go online but wasn't necessarily the right choice to go full pill online the way that we did so yeah i think my my conflict with online church has been uh quite a battle for me but i'll be honest this time has been the best for me i've never been more in love with jesus more obsessed with jesus and therefore in in the outcome more obsessed with his church and that's probably the best place i've ever been in my entire life in terms of my faith because i had time to really see jesus i've always been too fast-paced to actually notice jesus <laughs> which is the saddest thing i think anyone could possibly say in today's society is that how could possibly having a fast-paced life be better than jesus and just sitting with him and being at his feet and being able to actually take the time to see him properly um so it's been interesting but it's also been probably the best time of my life to date for my faith and my faith journey so a bit more of a positive spin on <laughs> some of the uh, lockdown stories that I've heard passively by customers and people so I, I think that's great though I think you know there's space for both like there are going to be people who have it has been a super fruitful time for them and like even though like some of like uh, you know our stories like both mine and Vanessa's like are ones where it has been a bit hard etc like you said doesn't mean there hasn't been good fruit that has come out of it like the experience has been difficult and it's been you know quite gut-wrenching for me personally in terms of like how my mental health and etc but now I'm in a place in a, in a bet in I am in a better place than I was at the beginning because of the time that I had and I think you know the fact is, is that there are going to be people who've had incredible, incredible experiences over lockdown and we want to celebrate them as well. And I think there was, you know, at the beginning of like lockdown and, and, and stuff, there was a lot of like, oh, you know, you don't have to um, pretend to like have a good time or like just show how amazing time you're having a lot in lockdown. Like there was a lot of like lockdown's really difficult, etc. But sometimes that takes away from being able to celebrate the stuff that is really good. And like, there isn't any, any shame in that really. And I don't know why there even would be in that. Um, you know, I think people were worried that there would, that would set an expectation, but I think, I think it's incredible that you're in that space with Jesus and um, just fallen, falling in love with him all over again. Like what a beautiful concept and, and what a beautiful journey that you've been able to have 
because of that like I think that's incredible Mm -hmm. and I love what you said about kind of rest and you know you you're not the only one that you know has has probably been grappling with that because our culture is literally a 24-hour like race basically how fast can we get things done how much can we produce like how much content or media or like work can we do can we fill up our time let's have as many friends as possible let's have a you know like at college people would joke about the amount of coffee dates you're having with people like all of that stuff (laughs) you know that is our current world and the fact that everything had to shut down in order to make people slow down has been probably the most incredible blessing for some people. People have been able to spend time with their families, their kids, like as, and I can imagine homeschooling has probably not been the most enjoyable thing, but you know, families probably would have connected more. And um, I, you know, and, and rest is one that is going to be, it's almost like a continual, like, thing that you have to remember and you have to like make sure that you're getting and even when we get a vaccine and all of this other stuff comes and life returns to a normal like way it is going to be hard to not then fall back into those patterns that we created before lockdown you know and fall back into that and that is going to be um another difficult awkward transition when we come out of it but the fact that we've had so much space to to rest and really realize what's important I think has been been a real blessing yeah Um, so and it's interesting because I think a lot of people when they hear rest and when they hear a slower pace all of a sudden seem to think it's unproductive time yeah exactly which is just not interesting. True. Yeah, because I think this last six months have been the most productive I've ever been. Hmm. And it's and it's an interesting flip on the head of that people are going to think, oh, when lockdown's over, when we get out of this, we're going to be back on to like being productive, being at full pelt the way we're meant to be and, you know, functioning in our jobs at our best. And I've never been better at my job, though I'm the opposite of what I was before I've never been better at my job yeah I'm taking the time to actually do my job and my whole pace is so much slower to the point where I can actually see what's happening around me and not be in this constant frenzy of stress of trying to figure out what to do and I just hope that coming out in that transition period people realize that having rest makes you more productive and not being busy 24 seven, it runs you out quicker and we're getting more burnouts. We're getting more people who are tired, exhausted, and therefore giving out something that is half of what they probably could give, whether that's in church, whether it's in a secular job, wherever you may be, that rest is more important than actually the job itself because the job itself is nothing without a person who can do it to their best. So I hope that's what, our transition could look like when we come out of this time yeah and I really hope as well like this idea of status and um how like busyness and being productive and doing everything every night or being out equals that your status you know you're at a superior status like you are more important or cooler because more people want you or all of this idea and the affirmation that people receive from, from that, like that kind of like also just people don't fall back in into that thinking that 
it makes them feel good or better because they are busier. Mm. Like that's, that's been a danger, I think in church specifically as well. I think it's a, a, a cultural problem in general, but I know for a fact, especially seeing like from my home church, seeing youth members like kids who are like 14, 15 out at church every day doing every program and every event and being a leader, this expectation that you need to be involved in absolutely everything. Um, and that is what makes a good youth leader or that is what makes a good Christian is being like running ragged to be involved in absolutely everything. Um, Vanessa, like how have you found like the rest part of, of it being a youth pastor and like, you know, I've seen like Gareth do it and, and other people and the fact that, you know, it, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of evenings. It's a lot of, um, hanging out with people and 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 unfortunately a lot of that does cut into your maybe like free time or stuff that isn't your office hours like how have you felt with that being kind of removed do you feel like you've had more space um and do you think that like going back into any kind of normality like how you would handle that or etc Um, I think it's like a catch-22 because I feel like on on one side I, I'm, a, I'm a lot more present in our conversations and I'm a lot like at church when I would see people and they would be to, like speaking to me I would always be looking over their shoulder just making sure like I know where people are and I know what's happening and you kind of have to have your head on a swivel so you're never really present for a conversation you're you're you kind of have to apologize during the conversation and say i'm really sorry that i'm looking at your shoulder i'm just making sure that you know if so and so gets comes and gets me that i'm aware or whatever or people would come and interrupt me mid convo to, to ask me to do other things so sundays um as much as i love them were never fun for me because i just felt like just things were so quick and you just have so you're there you know from 8 30 and you don't leave until i don't know maybe 10 11 p.m in the evening and it's just this like ongoing just non-stop um so it's been nice to actually go out for coffee with my teenagers and just chill and just talk to them and just figure out what's happening and what's going on and that's cultivated a much better relationship with some of them but for others, it's definitely been harder because there's only one of me. So it's like, it's been really difficult because, you know, some people inevitably fall through the cracks and you feel so guilty and you're like, I should be doing more, but it's like, what can I do? I'm just one person. Um, so it's been, um, it's been a bit, a bit of both. Um, but I've definitely enjoyed being more present. I've loved just talking to them without an agenda and without I'm talking to them, but in 10 minutes I have to be this place or in half an hour, I have to start getting ready for, you know, youth church or whatever. And, and just being with them and actually hearing them has been amazing. Like I went out the other day, not the other day, I went out, I think a month ago with three of my teenagers who are um, going to go off to uni next year. And I'm really gutted that they're leaving because this will be the first group that go to uni that I've, 
been with for the last four years so like I've been with them for a very long time and it's gonna feel really bittersweet and we literally just sat in Starbucks for like no joke five hours just talking and we weren't necessarily talking about Jesus you know we did talk about Jesus a little bit but a lot of it was just them telling me you know what's been going on you know boys that they might fancy they don't actually fancy any boys I don't know why I just said that but just those little things like just having like funny conversations about camp and um, just things that I don't feel like I would have been able to have or memories that I don't feel like I would have been able to make had this been church because I know that at some point I've got to run back into church and I've got to do start doing other stuff and um, so I've definitely loved it but you know there's always an element of you can't have that close proximity with everyone and there I go to quite a big church and there's quite a lot of teenagers um, so there's always that struggle of there's a lot of people that you bond with and are really close to but there's probably just as much that you haven't been able to bond with whether that's just being because you have no capacity or you don't have the time or you know not everybody clicks and that's okay just because you're the youth pastor or the pastor doesn't mean that you have to be the person that clicks with every single person because that's not manageable I'm not you know not everybody is gonna like the way that I do things or adapt to my personality and want to tell me that stuff that's going on with them and that's fine as well but it does get hard because you know you can't really the leaders that you would normally have also have their own lives and have their own kids and have their own relationships and have their own things that they've got to do so they might not be as present during lockdown and it's just like you feel good because you get to know people deeper but then you also feel bad because for you know for the three people you might have gotten to know really well there's another three or four that have just kind of slipped through and I think it's just managing that expectation but just realizing as well like I'm not Jesus I'm not here to save every single one of them I'm just and just here to be present and to show them that I love them and I care for them and I'm here for them and Jesus knows my heart and if somebody falls through the crack it's not because I don't care it's not because I haven't tried I'm human and if they if we don't have the resources we don't have the resources you know Jesus isn't going to scold me for doing my best he's not going to be like oh you failed that one person because he knows and he cares and he's able and I'm not we uh share a little bit about some uh fun or like something uh positive or something cool that's come out of maybe lockdown or uh, a time with a young person or a coffee conversation or something that's just um a bit more light-hearted <laughs> do you know what i've got quite a lot of favorite things i think that i've come out of lockdown um um, I got married. Shout out to my husband. That was that's been fun. You did I've actually? I make I make a lot of jokes about it, but I actually am loving being his wife. Um, so that's been quite fun and having our own space and not house sharing anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Hey. Um, I know. What else? I have loved reconnecting with my friendship groups. Um, I think. We were all so busy before we never really got the time to talk and just being able to have bi-weekly or weekly Zoom meetings was like the highlight of one of the highlights of my um, lockdown. It, it just makes you 
remember why you were friends with everyone in the first place and it's like it's just so much fun and I think going to Bible college was such a unique experience that even if you told all the stories nobody ever really understands and I think reconnecting with honest it's like camp you know when you like go to like summer camps and you're like you'll never get it unless you go to camp (laughs) so (laughs) what did you say totally understand like yeah honestly and it's like just the ridiculous things that I try and tell my husband and he's like I don't think that's funny and I'm like but if you were there you would find it funny um (laughs) so I think just being able to like rehash stories and just talk about certain things and just I don't know it's just been a lot of fun um and I've really enjoyed that because I don't know if we would have reconnected again if it wasn't for lockdown I think we would have just carried on with our busy lives and 10 20 years down the line we're like oh yeah remember we used to be friends way back when worth putting into the podcast just to say that obviously in this podcast we will be sharing experiences that are not easy we'll also be sharing experiences that are incredible but there's going to be a massive mix of how we interpret situations, how we experience different situations with different people at the time that we experience them. And so uh, know that if the end of a podcast you feel heavy or you feel like, oh, wow, that was a lot, or whether you feel like, actually, that was amazing, I needed to hear that, that was so uplifting. Regardless of each one, this podcast aims to be a mixture of everything that I've just said because at the end of the day things are great things are amazing and we can talk and share about these really fun amazing things in our life but actually one of the things that we feel is really important is that actually we don't talk enough about the things that are unsaid we yeah. don't hear the opinions of people that struggle in really serious ways and you know you know there's loads of different things that we as human beings go through And what we aim to do in this podcast is uh, expose them from our perspective, talk about them together and walk life together um, through those situations, good and bad. And so we as a collective, I know we believe and hope that as you go on this journey with us, as we learn to do this podcast and, and share what we've gone through and what we've learned, that hopefully you'll get to be able to see a different perspective, maybe hear something articulated that you felt for years or months or days, and that you get to find a little bit more freedom in your life, um, a little bit more um, comfort or a little bit more of Jesus, uh, depending on what you need. So we really hope that this is a space that you can come to and, uh, and really just understand maybe yourself and the people around you a little bit more. Totally. And if not, you can just come and listen to us because we don't know what we're doing in regards to this podcast because we've never done it before. So you can enjoy laughing at the fact that we don't know what we're doing. Amen. (laughs) But we'll do it well. We'll do it well and we're going to do it anyway. (laughs) Oh, so So good. Thank you for joining us uh, at the Common Ground Podcast. We hope you'll stay from our family to yours. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.